Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello, everybody. This is Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the flagship and premier podcast of LRMOnline.com. Uh, oh I am your God, host, Joseph Jammer Medina. Oh, my God. I'm your host, Joseph Jammer Medina, today with one Nick Dahl Yo. and one Brandon Jones. And unfortunately, we're a day late-ish, I think, possibly. Um, we had a little snafu in terms of scheduling. Uh, we usually record on Thursday, but now it's just like, oh, we're recording on Friday, but the conditions aren't ideal for recording, so we're just all over the place. Danny's not even here. Jonesy's on a phone. The He's world is exploding. <laughs> just this is this is chaos, pure and un- but, unadulterated but, chaos. But we're in the same country now, so at least there's that. There is that. It's funny. I did I did click on your name on Slack, and I was like, has he moved yet? And I looked. You're only a couple hours ahead of us, which is a couple cool. hours. Yeah, instead of like a million hours, instead of like you know, I have no idea hours. <laughs> yeah, how many Entire hours ahead were you day. before? Yeah, uh, like it like was it was like six, or six like or eight hours yeah. or something. Yeah, and the time zone won't screw us up again ever. Well, except for Danny. Except for Danny. Except, except yeah. so will it all? I mean, we're probably gonna have to shift around our, our schedules because you know, uh, Mister 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 Jonesy here is probably not going to be able to record at this time. I'm assuming. But I don't know. I don't we know. discussed that previously. Have we? I thought you said you'd probably still be able to, but we can discuss this off the air. No, let's talk about this now. Oh, Jonesy, well, what's yeah, your work schedule look like? Now. We have to air this out right now. I'll be in school, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's what I said last time. Just like a, stu- just like a student. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, man. Why, why are you asking very, him? He's not what the fuck's going very on. Very noncommittal. Very noncommittal student. Student life, baby. I don't know. I want to be a student. I want to go back to school, learn things. I don't know what degree I'd want. Do I want an MBA? Do I want an MFA? Or do I just want to learn a language? I don't know. Just get that good MFA. Aimless. Aimless. Anyways, kind of like this episode. So let's go ahead and then talk some stuff, some news, some things that have happened. Um, In addition to some news, which includes some trailers, some disappointing cancellations, and then the greatest (laughs) filmmaker of all time, Zack Snyder. 
we also have a, a review of The Tomorrow War, which is the theatrical movie turned Amazon Prime movie starring Chris Pratt. And, you know, I think I think we all have thoughts on it, I'm assuming. So, but oh, we'll get into that later. We'll, we'll get into that later. For now, let's jump into the first news item. Kind of a, I mean, honestly, a little, a little bit underwhelming not not like an underwhelming in like a like i'm disappointed way but more just like there's not much to go on but you know per usual toys are revealing shit and they tend to do that and we right now we have a a new spider-man costume that is teased it's from the no way no way home lego collection or whatever the hell it's called and in it we see <laughs> him um he's got you know some black arms some sort of black accents along with sort of a, a gold slash yellow looking spider logo and some some little accents on the knees as well. Uh, it looks like, like here. Uh, what is a black accent jammer? Jesus Christ. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that. One. That was good. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired of you. Tired of you <laughs> Actually, you're right. If anything, it's yellow accents, and the black is just like a secondary color. So it's like red primary color, black secondary that color, and yellow it accent. It makes it totally better. No, it doesn't. Definitely does. Anyway, Josie, what do you think <laughs> about this costume? Uh, I love the boss logic mock-up. And so just like usual, he is so fantastic at just jumping out ahead of everybody else and making a thing. So he has a mock-up that he posted on Twitter of this that looks pretty damn slick. Um, I like that they keep the costumes fresh. So this one looks like a cross between his Infinity War slash Endgame outfit and with some black paint. So we'll have to wait to see what it looks like in motion, but I'm digging it. Yeah, I mean, they, they basically set up in no way, uh, not one way home, uh, far from home, uh, that, you know, he's basically able to just craft a custom suit whenever he feels like it, you know, on the plane. Well, I guess that plane's destroyed. The plane you know. is gone, but I assume he has a yeah. second setup somewhere. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the costume, uh, Nick? I kind of feel the opposite, Jonesy. I think Spider-Man's the guy who should be consistent every movie. Maybe that's because oh, I was spoiled gosh. by the Sam Raimi movies. What do you mean uh, spoiled? That's just lazy. No, Spider-Man doesn't. Like, he's not Iron Man or, or Cap. He has the classic look and he doesn't change it. Except he does. What are you talking about? He changes it all the time. He has lots he of has different the costumes black in the comics. In the comics and then just like suits that last like a week or something that are just like, God, that was ugly. Like his most recent one, Amazing Spider-Man, there's like Taskmaster colors. And you're like, what the fuck were they thinking? And then even wow, his Spider-Man, I hate his play, his PlayStation suit the most of all of them. Where it's like, eh, we'll really? give me a unique oh, suit just for a video game. The Sony oh, Spider-Man the, the PlayStation game suit. suit. I like yeah, that with, one. versus a giant white spider. I don't know. I, okay, I don't know yeah, why I feel this. I just feel like we've barely seen his classic suit, and I think he has the best looking classic suit out of all the Spider-Men. I think it's a good thing we don't see it all the time. Makes it special. Yeah, I mean, me, I, I'm also that person who gets bored whenever things are the same for a long time. I don't like one thing I've appreciated about the MCU in general is that they rarely, if ever, sort of settle on a status quo. 
be that where the Avengers are, what the lineup is, the current alliances. It's just like, it's all constantly in flux. And I think settling in on some sort of status quo, even just at a costume level is boring. It's it stagnant. It's just, it makes it feel like we're not actually making progression. So I appreciate costume changes. I guess we don't need one every movie, but like, that's it's fine. Yeah, he, he hasn't worn... The OG, he hasn't even worn his best-looking suit for an entire movie. I guess he's I mean, worn it across three movies, but it's like 10 minutes in each movie. Do you know movie. why? Do you know why? Because the world is a dangerous place, all right? And spiders got to evolve or get squashed. True. Yeah. Very Are you true. saying you want Peter Parker to get squished? No. Yes. Sound like he evolved. Miles Morales. Yeah. We, I want both. <laughs> oh, green. Uh-huh. All right, well, any last words about the Spidey costume? So we're not we're only talking about one of them. We're not talking about both of them. Oh, there's two of them? Did I miss the there's other one? There's one that's entirely black with a... Uh, it's an action figure. It was, this is like a Legends action figure, but it says No Way Home on the box. It's all black see the other one. with gold uh, lo- lines for the webs. Mean, okay. I, the, I the other one's... Yeah, like you said, the other one's kind of... The iron spider mesh with other stuff. This just looks like a the black suit. Only all of his webs are gold, and I just like that one even more. And I think the reason they would give him a different suit like this, especially this movie, is if rumors are true, they'll want to make the different Spider Man look different enough. Mm. I haven't seen this all black one. Hang on a second. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. It wasn't from the Lego leak. It was another toy leak, which also showed the the suit on the Lego box. Gotcha. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's all black and it has the the webbing and the spider is gold. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Another fake black suit that's not actually symbiote. (laughs) Not a a Venom suit. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I mean, I want. I want. I know Nick said he hates the video game suit. I want to see the video game suit live action. I only hate it because it's like, let's invent something for a video game that Xbox players can't even have. It's a little bit of that sourness. Oh, you're, you're just a hater because you couldn't play it, I see. Yeah, but it's too, it's like, I don't know. I don't like, no, past, I mean, they out, like the video games, they always give you an options of lots of suits. And this one's no different. And they keep adding them, I hear, like the Raimi suit and stuff. But it's like, you're not going to give him his, he's never going to wear his original suit, like as the default. That just, it's weird. It's also they could write a spider. They did write a Spider Verse comic that brought in the video game, which to me is just—it's not cool. It's just trying to sell other product. I mean, but that's why not just just appreciate the fun aspect of it. Everyone's all like, "Oh, I hate that they're doing it for toy lines." Which, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care but about at the same that time, much, but yeah, okay. if shit doesn't sell toys, then it doesn't get made. <laughs> yeah, I prefer I prefer it get made. Years for toys than not get made at all fucking sometimes you gotta you gotta take one you gotta take one for the team and the team being you know movies getting made i do have a night monkey pop and a regular pop and an uh uh infinity war pop but i don't i don't know what i would want would be the the sweatshirt. I wouldn't want any of Did you other. just say, did you just say I have two or three Spider-Man figures, but the only one you would want is dot, dot, dot. Did you just no, say that? No, the only that? other one I'd want to buy is, uh, I would want the hoodie. I don't have the hoodie. 
pop. The only That's other right. one. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I don't, okay. I don't. I don't. I have Night Monkey, but I don't have the other. No. Uh, uh, far from home suit. No, the I wouldn't buy pops of the two suits they've released so far. I'd mm. buy a Raimi pop if that's what Tommy McGuire is wearing in it. I love. Did you I say still love Tommy the Raimi McGuire? Suit. No, you yeah, said Tommy. Yeah, I thought you Toby said Tommy McGuire's in this. I thought you said Tommy. I did. It was like... a mispronunciation because I know how to pronounce Toby because it's a nice white oh, okay. name. Okay. <laughs> I heard you say Tommy McGuire, and I was like, "What is happening?" Dobby McGuire. Yeah, so house elf gone Spider Man. Anyway, right. <laughs> I think we've covered Spider Man. Yeah, let's, I think we've gone too far on this 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 particular topic. Holston would like us. We're just discussing fashion. Who? Keep going. <laughs> who who who's we, who are we talking about? <laughs> the fashion designer who Ewan McGregor plays in that Netflix miniseries. That's really good. Oh, Holston. Well, so <laughs> got some. It really was. Got some. Uh, some other. I guess maybe negative news. I don't consider it that negative, but whatever. So, as Marvel Studios and DC Films will, what? Nothing. I was just laughing. Oh, what? Okay. Uh, neither of them will be attending this year's Comic Con at home. Uh, you know, I guess we'll we'll get to see some stuff like Snake Eyes and. Batman the Long Halloween there Part a, 2, other things. There was a cool nothing, announcement. Nothing. I saw for Comic-Con. Can I, fin- can, I, can, I, can I finish? No, can I finish? no you cannot. Can I finish? <laughs> yeah, fine, finish. First, before you jump in there. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of disappointing, I guess. But at the same time, like, the world has become so uh, bifurcated in terms of how information is presented. Like, literally at any point, yeah, yeah, a couple of studios can be like, let's have... That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all. I'm saying bifurcated. I know, in terms I know that's not what you meant. I know. What you know meant. what? I give up. I give up. I'm throwing in the towel. I just want to Nick, be a terrorist. Why can't I be a terrorist? Yeah. Why can't I be a terrorist? <laughs> okay. Well, the point of this all is, is that there's going to like these companies can drop news whenever they feel like. So it's like the need for like a big key mark event, more marquee event, whatever the fuck you want to call it, doesn't matter at this point so it's not a huge disappointment just because something doesn't happen at comic-con doesn't mean they can't present something a week later or a few weeks later you know we see that all the time with e3 we've seen that in the past with comic-con you know of course with dc last year they did their fandom event and that was fun and then, if they're yeah. i don't marvel's um, is even you know, better i thought even though it was just like a, a investors meeting aired for everyone i loved what that Disney wasn't did. better at all it was super dry a lot of it was but it was nice and short and they got all of it where it's like dc fandom it's like i'm not watching a different events on different days i'll read about it on twitter but well, i mean they watch do right yeah. yeah i know other people do i'm just and there is hope at comic-con i saw someone who is going and i'm like i am excited about that project dexter is going to be revealing footage and stuff and have the whole cast there for comic-con I wish you could see me yawning. <laughs> I was thinking that Dexter, too. man. John Lithgow will be there. Sweet. Uh-huh. So what were you what were you interrupting me for earlier, Nick? You you mentioned that That was it, Dexter. That, really? You interrupted that for fucking Dexter. Well you God were naming stuff it, that would, you were God naming stuff it, that was Nick. actually there, and I'm like, Dexter's actually there. That's probably the one thing I'm interested in. That's the problem with not having them at Comic Con. I feel like Nick. Yeah, you get excited for Dexter. 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 I'm super stoked Dexter. for Dexter. It's been like a decade since the last season. 
All right. I don't know why I'm so annoyed, but I'm annoyed. You've annoyed me, Nick. <laughs> I it's agree all- with uh, Jammer. I-, I don't think that this is of any consequence. If anything, like Comic-Con and all these other things uplift smaller news because they're in the stream of um, just a big, huge event. But DC and Marvel, they don't really need those things. They haven't needed them for a while. Social media has completely changed the landscape for this stuff. Um, The only bad thing is I do think for fans, it's kind of a letdown because for us, it's a big event where we just get, you know, a fire hose of awesome news that we care about as opposed to getting it, you know, drips and drops throughout the course of the year. So for them, it's inconsequential, but for us, um, as fans, it's kind of a, it's a letdown. I think. I mean, I, I kind of like it more when it's spread out, to be honest. Like, I enjoy going to com. Like, if I'm at Comic-Con, fucking, I will, I will stand in front of that fire hose. But if I'm not at Comic-Con, I'm, I'm more inclined to be able to follow everything if I'm actually, you know, if it's spread out over the course of the year. Interesting. But I mean, that's, you know, that's just, as somebody who is not, as able to follow it as much as I used to. That's my preference. My odd preference. What about you, Nick? Um, that's It's online like last year, right? I don't know. Last year it was just a giant mess. So I'd, I'd rather, like I said, to follow a two-hour Marvel presentation or hear news come out of a DC fandom. So. Okay. I don't really think, well, yeah. Uh, Moving on to our next story. If you like your your Johns and your Wicks, luckily we have some John Wick news. Just a little bit of minor piece. I'm not sure how much comment it actually requires, but it looks yeah. like Lance Reddick is going to be returning as the hotel concierge. Concierge. I can't talk today. The hotel concierge of the Continental. So if you like what he had to offer, good job. He's coming back. We're all going to be having a good time. We're all going to get shot in the head, probably by John Wick. You know, John Wick should be Universal Studios, right? Where everyone gets shot in the head. And you could feel like air breeze, like, like a 4D event. More, more to come on that later. Oh. Water gets blasted in your face or air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> every every gunshot. Yeah, every gunshot. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would definitely watch that in a 4D experience. So uh, moving on to other casting news, Michelle Yeoh, uh, the the all-time amazing actress, Michelle Yeoh, she is joining the limited series The Witcher Blood Origin, which is a prequel story. Um, And actually, if you can clarify, this is, is this the live action? Is this a live action one? It's not the animated one, right, Jonesy? And so that's what I was going to say. For me, I think that this is the news that one, I didn't know that there was going to be a prequel to the Witcher. Um, and honestly, I think I just got, I got lost among all, I think there was a few different things that were announced regarding the Witcher. So I think I'm with you where I was like, I've heard about it because I think it was announced a while ago, but I don't remember which one this is. Yeah. So this is a six part live action limited series. Um, and it's set 1200 years before the Witcher. And I, I okay. just didn't know, one, that this was even happening. Two, the, the only other disappointing bit about this is, to me, 
I want her goddamn Star Trek series. And yes. it seems like it's been put off and put off, put off. Like we're, we are going to get Stranger Worlds. And I was actually going to combine these things. We're getting the other Star Trek spinoff, Stranger Worlds, before we even get her Strange show, New Worlds. Which was announced. I'm sorry, Strange New Worlds. We're getting that before her show, which was announced before Strange New Worlds even existed or was even yeah. talked about. So I, between these two things, I'm just, I'm kind of. I'm Star Trek annoyed. I doubt her show ever happens just because of what we've seen happen to her character since then. You shut up. Because now we know it has to take place within a certain time period. You shut up. (laughs) I'd love to see it too. That's a great. She plays one of the best characters in the show. It's just. Yeah. And so, yeah, the fact that Strange New Worlds is just uh, finished shooting, I was, you know. All those things together are sad to me. I'm Except super for stoked World. for Stranger Worlds, yeah. though. Cool. So what uh, I'm looking forward so, to the most, sorry, of the Star Trek season. So Lower Decks starts in like a month or something. Something like that. Yeah, which caught me by surprise. I didn't know it was that quick, so it caught me by surprise. I still can't find it in my heart to get Paramount Plus slash CBS All Access. My I love it. For, so it's fine. Yeah, my mom, my parents pay for it, but I love it. I can't do it. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm too busy. I'm too busy enjoying just, HBO Max. Just get a sugar mama. Get a sugar mama. It'll be all right. Nah, HBO Max is good to too. It's it. not. It's not even about money. It's even. It's just about. I don't. I don't have enough bandwidth for that much more content. I'm already not keeping up with the things that I have access to that I want to see. That's like me with Apple. Mm. Oh, but Apple. Is that you get? Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I'll yeah, draw the line somewhere. And by that, I already that filled is, that out is, before Apple released. And that's I love an that we're talking statement. about Star Trek because there's a great, um, the line must be drawn here, here and no further. <laughs> great first contact line. Yes, exactly. I draw I'm my ne- line I'm never gonna, I am never going to catch up with Star Trek. It's not going to happen. I've, I've watched a handful of episodes of the original series. I've watched a handful no, of episodes. No, you could if of, you wanted to. You watched like not going three to. Fast and Furious movies this weekend. What's your point? <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> that, was it, that was exactly what you could if you wanted to. You don't do all of it. Like... I haven't seen. But I just don't want to do any of it. The thing is, I don't want to do any of it. Yeah. I've watched a handful of episodes of like all the series, <laughs> and it's like it's fine, but it's not something I'm like wanting to really dive back into. It's just not for me. I don't think it's for me. Okay. I mean the the new the, the Star Trek Discovery I do enjoy, but like at the same time, do I enjoy it enough to actively pursue it? Not at this point. I think you should watch First Contact. And then that'd be it. Maybe. Like if you were going to watch an older one, that's the one that I would recommend. Okay. I'll consider it. I know Kirsten would be up for me to do that because she fucking loves Star Trek. It's great. I was actually just watching some this morning. Like, I think my favorite thing about Star Trek is it's basically comfort food. So this mm-hmm. morning I was making breakfast and trying to figure out what to watch. And I was scrolling through uh, cable because I don't have cable television. I was like, God damn, I hate cable. This is why I don't have cable. But Deep Space Nine was on. I was like, this is where we're going to stop. And then you just fall right back into it. And you like, it's just, you have to do little to no thought 
to enjoy it because it's like I said, it's just like putting a warm warm blanket or eating comfort food. Mixing metaphors, big metaphor guy. Speaking I, of, I know. before we move on to the next story, Jammer, I just want to make sure Jonesy knows that you should probably saw all my postings. I think you should leave his back. Season two. What? Yeah. Did you see that, Jonesy? No. See what? I mean, season two what? Yeah, the, the announce- oh, yeah, it came out. Season two came out. I watched it four times already. I mean, it's short. It's like six 15-minute episodes. Wait, That's my season company. two of what now? I think you should leave with Tim Robbins. Sin. Oh, man. That title is just, it just does not catch. I know. Title. It's like Hall of Catch. You said times, I'm like, the what now? The sketches are so good. I've seen so many articles and so many memes come out of it already. It's crazy. I like the first season. I just, it's not a thing that I'm like, I need to watch this right now. It'll be there. Uh, it was probably my most anticipated show of the year, and it's already come out, and now I'm like, damn. All right. Well, that yeah. sounds like you need That's to watch it. Ted Lasso. That's, and so you can have. I have seen season one of Ted Lasso. Did you finish it? Yeah. Wow. How's that? How is season two now your most anticipated of the year? Of what? Because he's Nick Dahl. Because oh. I love, I think you yeah. should leave for Tim Robbins. And I think, I still Tim? think uh, Ted Lasso is incredibly overrated, even though I enjoy it. Get out. Get out. All right, but I'm hosting. <laughs> I actually, it's, for me, I'm actually like super excited that Ted Lasso has, the fact that you say is overrated makes me happy because I'm happy that it's rated at all because it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Well, I love overrated, overrated by the long, wrong word. I meant, I think people like it more than I enjoy. I shouldn't have said overrated because it's the most talked about show, I would say, of the year last year. Which is fucking Game awesome board. because it's on Apple TV Plus, and I feel like yeah. nobody talks about Apple TV Plus except for all of us on this the goddamn one they, show. The every one week. that 90% of people in the country get for free. Uh, not that many people not have anymore. Apple products, but. Did you oh, see that how... uh, they have shortened the subscription window or the free subscription window? So it used to be you get a year. Now they've shortened it to 90 days. Damn Makes it. Sense. They're successful now. Fuck. Yeah, that's the thing is like my my subscription is probably coming to a close next month, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to buy another year because that's what, can, what that's, kind of phone do you have? Uh, I have an iPhone. So then you might as well get Apple One. I know that we're basically turning into a tech show. You might as well get Apple One. Get it all, baby. What do you mean Apple One? Like the fuck the temp Apple agency? One is like yeah, it's like no, well, no, no. <laughs> it's like $10 a year and you get uh, cloud storage and Apple TV and a couple of, and Apple Arcade. And it's like 10 bucks a month. Hmm. I'll look into it's that. That's actually not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, either and way, Apple TV, has- Apple TV plus is something I want inside me. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, that will, okay. Yeah. So, so if Kirsten has um, an iPhone as well, like it's definitely worth yep. both of you guys to get it. All right. Well, I'll look into that. I did not know that was a thing. That's my pitch. That's my. It's a good pitch. It's a good pitch. Basically, it's like that thing that I already committed to buying, and then and then having extra things that might work that for not that much more. Yeah, I might be. I might be all in on that. Yeah. Now Tim Cook can stop sending emails about pitching other people on Apple One. Anyway, moving on (laughs) to some disappointing news. Lovecraft Country will not be continuing anytime soon. Or ever. Who knows? Because HBO <laughs> has decided to cancel it after the first season. Um, this news came from, uh, I believe, I'm, did the news come from Misha Green? 
Yeah, wait, no, the network said it will not be moving forward. We're grateful yeah. for the dedication and artistry of the gifted cast and crew and to Misha Green, who crafted this groundbreaking series and to fans. Thank you for letting us, for, excuse me, for joining us on this journey. <laughs> and the undertone is there is, I wish more of you joined us on this journey, but okay. Um, Misha Green responded on Twitter saying, a taste of the season two Bible. Wish we could have brought you Lovecraft country supremacy. Thank you to everyone who watched and engaged. Hashtag no confederate. And then that's there's an image. They can blame me. Why? I need to they finish can... the season. I watched the first two episodes. Yep, they could blame me too, because I did the same thing. But I want to watch it. It's just I didn't know I was getting I didn't know it was I thought it was maybe a uh a limited series, so I didn't know I was killing a second season by not finishing it. <laughs> I feel guilty. I actually yeah. I thought the same thing as well, to be honest. I was just like, hey, I'll get to it. I'll get to I it. I mean so, so we're uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys a secret. I'll tell you secret. You want to hear a secret? I'll tell you a secret. The ending is disappointing. Mm. Would you okay, say no. we shouldn't finish it? Well, not anymore because it's. Uh, or is there still it does not end it? on a cliff. Like it could totally be a self-contained ending, so it's you could watch ending. it and not feel like you got. Yeah, I didn't say bad. Just disappointing. Oh. The one thing I saw from the second season looks really cool. That she shared it was a map of the United States and how it's yeah. divided up in their version of the world. Yep, that's what actually I was about to say. Yeah, she shared an image, and the image shows the map how it's divided up. Um, and it says season two of Lovecraft Country begins in a new world, and that new world you know, is a country that sits precisely where the US used to sit. Welcome to the sovereign states of America. What's funny is, Jammer, you were like, you know, the undertone is that we wish more of you had joined us, and that's the reason it got canceled. Looking at this map, I can imagine some executive is like, New Negro Republic. No, no, fuck <laughs> that. White lands. No, we're out. We're out. <laughs> A new guy I guess... out there and never watched the original that was greenlit by the person before. <laughs> He's like, what is this yeah. Lovecraft country? Is this is this an HP Lovecraft joint that we're that we got here? What's what's going on? He's like, where, where's, where are the monsters? Well, I guess there are monsters in this, so never mind. Yeah, so the White Lands are filled with zombies. That oh, was shit. the idea. Yeah. Womp womp. So, well, how are you disappointed in this, Jonesy? Since you're the one of us who actually finished the show. Uh, I'm disappointed that Illinois is run over, overrun by zombies, which would mean Chicago is overrun by zombies. Um, <laughs> I'm happy that I'm a part of the tribal nations of the West. Whatever. Fuck you. Uh, (laughs) I am I disappointed. I think the idea for the second season is good. Um, Given the ending of the last, it felt like a very inconsistent show. And so Mm. I'm disappointed because I thought the actors really brought it. Um, I think that they did really good. I'm disappointed because I like the idea of the second season. Um, but given where the first season ended, I'm fine. Great. Cool. Okay. So moving on I'm to the next it. item, we're, got, we're, we're, we're diving into trailer. Actually, no, I'm lying. Rewind. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk a bit about Zack Snyder. Uh, as, you, as you may know, the man just released a movie called Army of the Dead. Uh, we reviewed it a few weeks back and it was pretty, we're pretty lukewarm on it. You know, it was, it had lots of problems. It was fine, but ultimately, you know, not his greatest outing, at least according to, to us. 
according to me specifically. Definitely not his greatest outing. The, the expert, the Snyder expert. But at least what the Snyder his, expert. What is his greatest outing to you? What, what do you think is his best movie? Probably the probably either his, his Justice Batman. League. I'm gonna hang up on you. No, okay. no, no, no. Watchmen. No. Either his, either his Justice League or Watchmen. I think. Mm. Watchmen but, for sure for me. Yeah, Watchmen. I haven't seen Dawn of the Dead. Man, Dawn of the Dead's Kuhai. good, but it's like it's very much. I don't know. And, it's not as you need. Watchmen needs to be the director's cut for me. Honestly, I like all of the cuts. I've never sat through the one with I don't Black know. Freighter, but I think that's the thing. I think that uh, the only reason that I would say Watchmen, and maybe it's it's, I think it's Warner Brothers' fault that I would say Watchmen because every, like Jammer just said, every iteration of it is just, just better. I, I, well, you didn't say that. You said, you but they're all good. They're all good. I, I like yeah, them all. For me, every iteration of that just gets better because I enjoyed the base cut. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the core, the core experience. Justice League, because Warner Brothers came in and just did what they did, I I cannot enjoy that base experience, and it took them allowing him to finish his vision for me to enjoy it. So that's the only reason I would give it to Watchmen. I would also yeah. give it to Watchmen personally because it's like half the length, even when it's a director's cut. It's a fucking I, good that movie. That doesn't bother me at all. It's like that's like saying of, that I give it I give it to one movie over another, like saying that you wouldn't give it to um the Fellowship of the Ring extended cut because it was too long. Like it it's still good in its own right. I've actually never seen any extended I, cuts because they look too long. I've actually <laughs> You know, they're really good, but at the same time, I think I've had an about face where it's like I can understand why a lot of the stuff was cut. I feel like 50% of the stuff in the extended edition is literally just fluff. Doesn't really add anything other than it adds world building a bit, but it doesn't really add to the story. Because Watchmen, they cut one of the coolest scenes, which is which one? The old guy. The old man. The old night owl. Every punch he throws. He sees one of his old foes. That yeah, was a cool idea. No the scene that I think about every time I think about the ultimate edition. That's the one scene that yeah. comes in my head. I enjoyed all of them the same, but at the same time, I gave my sister the comic Watchmen for Christmas two years ago. And she, at first she watched the HBO series, then I gave her the comics so she could kind of see how it fit together. And I have forbidden her from watching the theatrical cut, which I have on Voodoo. I'm like, you must watch the basic extended cut or director's cut or whatever. I, I honestly think that the great thing about, like I said, I, I like them all. I think you really can't go wrong with any of them. Yeah, they're all enjoyable. They're all good adaptations. Yeah. Um, so great job, Snyder. You made you made a good movie on on all different, like three different cuts. So good on you. And actually, I haven't seen the Black Freighter cut either, to be honest. I've seen two or three of them. The ones I've seen, I liked. I can't say I can't say I'm one of those people who even liked the Black Freighter that much in the comic. I was no. bored. I always got dragged down by that. Yeah. Anyway, so Zack Snyder, he's still in the Netflix business. And what is really interesting is is what his next project is. I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but many years ago, back when it was announced that Star Wars would be, you know, having anthology movies in addition to episode movies, one rumor that went around was that he was going to have a Seven Samurai-inspired movie uh, set in the Star Wars universe, directed by Zack Snyder, and uh, we never got that. And I remember well, we a while ago, actually, 
Well, we never got we Zack got an Snyder episode one. of uh, of the Mandalorian. I know it's the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, I'm aw- I'm aware, Nick. I was just Good I God. know I know. Fucking with you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't get the Zack Snyder version, which probably would have been really good. But he's not going to list this idea go to waste because it sounds like, you know, this was a legit rumor and that he actually did pitch this idea to Lucasfilm and they decided not to go forward with it. So instead, he's taking his his sci-fi ball and going over to Netflix. And it's it's now going to be original movie called Rebel Moon. <clears throat> Nick. Uh, so help. here's what THR said. THR said the story is set in motion when a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy is threatened by the armies of a tyrannical regent named Balisarius. Desperate people dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them make a stand. Uh, Snyder says, it's my love of sci-fi and giant adventure. And excuse me, and a giant adventure. My hope is that this also becomes a massive IP and a universe that can be built out. I've spent the last two or three years building out the universe. Every corner has to be painted in. I've been doing designs, constantly drawing and cultivating its fertile ground to make this world fully realized. Nick, what are your thoughts on Rebel Moon? I mean, that's not, I mean, I'll wait for the trailer, obviously. I'm not going to judge Snyder on it yet. I'm trying to be nicer about it. I'm not going to say, fuck this movie, I'll never see it, because I don't know that. It might look cool. I just don't. I saw even something I dislike, but it's like, okay, so it is exactly seven samurai in space with like no twist. I mean, there will be twists within it, which is fine. It's just like, I, I realized, well, I didn't realize, but this week I happened to watch Three Amigos and Galaxy Quest. And then I also thought about Bugs Life and I'm like, I'd love to write that classic story of like, you know, it's similar. To, it's seven samurai, only they recruit people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. But no, I, nothing about that excites me. And it doesn't even sound like he tried to change it very much from Star Wars. But you don't really even have, I mean, I mean the title like alone, I'm like, Rebel Moon, Death Star. Throw those two words together, right. Moon and Rebel, Death Stars immediately becomes. It definitely does sound like the, the subtitle of like a Star Wars novel. Is Rebel Moon, a Star Wars story? No, I mean of like a book. Oh, I would say it sounds like a Star Wars story title, even left the way it is. Rebel Moon, a Star Wars story. Yeah, I could see that too. What about you, Jonesy? What are your thoughts on this? Um, I, and maybe I missed it. I don't know if you read this part of the quote. He said, this is me growing up as an Akira Kurosawa film fan, a Star Wars fan. Um, so Where did that quote hiding. come from? I didn't see that. That's part of, that's part uh, of the... Oh, you know what it was? I um, actually, I'm reading the uh, THR summarizing, excuse me, Coming soon, summarizing the THR article. So that's oh, that's not his quote. Yeah, so I only got part of it. So yeah, this is me growing up as an Akira Kurosawa fan and uh, a Star Wars fan. Wait, is it a Star so Wars? So basically fan? the same thing. Yeah, it's written. It's written strangely. Yeah, or it's said. It's spoken slash written strangely. Um, yeah. So he's not hiding the fact that that's the inspiration for this, and I don't mind that. Um, that's lots of. Uh, IPs and ideas that start from story. a nugget yeah. of some classic story. Yeah, um, I think that I would be more excited for this if it wasn't the same writer as Army of the Dead, because I feel yeah. like that the writing is part of what let that down. Um, because it looked great, uh, the pacing was mostly good. Everything about I, I liked everything about it except for like specific details of the writing. 
that dragged down the rest of the entire movie. Um, but the idea here is sound. Obviously, it's one that's been copied multiple times and throwing Zack Snyder's visual flair on a space sci-fi movie could be fun. I don't like the idea of them saying, you know, I want this to become a massive IP because okay. usually when people talk about that, that is the death knell of a thing. Um, people saying, like, right. we're building out this massive universe. And I was like, fuck, just give me one good movie. And then if I want more, I will ask, I will show you that I want more. Um, but, but yeah, that's how I feel about it. I agree about that. Yes, sir. Just try. Yeah. I mean, it's not you. It's you. It's cool to have like a show bible or a universe bible, but make one don't good need to movie. Say anything don't until until, don't, until the first one's a success. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't say anything. Don't like some people will save their ideas. They're like, oh, this will be great in the second chapter, and then like I was thinking specifically yesterday when I was taking a poo <laughs> about uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about the, the two superhero shows I liked, and then why I was thinking about Jupiter Legacy. And I was like, yeah, Jupiter Legacy really just led with like a prequel season. Because he's <sighs> taking a shit talking about shit. Like, I feel like like the inspiration is very clear there. Yeah. yeah taking a shit makes the mind move. The cogs go faster. Okay, Especially then. a time of release. I tried to salvage it. I tried to salvage it. I don't know where this is going. I'm out. You did oh. not salvage it. You made it worse. I tried. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm excited for this. I agree. Like, I, I don't necessarily need to know that they built out this whole universe and want it to be a big IP. I just hope this is a good Seven Samurai movie. Um, you know, those tend to be good. Like all those movies that you named. You know, of course, we have Magnificent Seven, which was another ripoff of Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'll, yeah, I'll take it. This could be told a myriad of different ways and set it set it in space set it among star wars and do a better job than the mandalorian because that was actually the first episode of the mandalorian and i was just like eh, this isn't that great it's kind of like light kind of thin um and i think snyder will do a good job of rounding out this universe and kind of bringing a different flavor to a star wars like premise or a star wars like world you know, maybe this will be the Star Wars that'll interest me more because as much as I like Star Wars, and it was like we transition into the next piece of news, what I really am craving more than anything is something that takes risks, that isn't just the universe folding in on itself constantly, crisscrossing. I don't want that. Give me something completely separate that's unique, that's different. Star Trek. I don't want Star Trek, though. Star Trek and Star Wars are so different. Exactly. Yeah, I want something, some- that's what you said. You want something different that evolves. Star Trek. That's not the same thing, Nick. I'm saying I want something that is different. Yeah, Star, Wars, the same Star Trek is a little bit more cerebral. You can't take. Yeah, it. exactly. I don't want cerebral. <laughs> give me, give me, give me punchy, punchy, shooty, shooty any day of the week. Oh, <laughs> how many slow motion like explosions in space am I gonna have to fucking watch? It's fine. It it looks good. People need to get over that. That's like that's like. You know, being annoyed of Tarantino's tendency to talk around in circles and his own things, being like, "Ugh, I don't want that." Well, that's that's fucking Tarantino trait, just like that. The tar- like a freaking Snyder trait is slow motion. It's happening. It is what it's it too is. much of it. Ugly. It's not ugly. You're high. It's all about moderation. Like, which is why we give JJ shit for uh, 
lens flares. It's like, yeah, you could do a few, but stop doing like 10 in every fucking shot. I'm obviously exaggerating. I don't think but, I'd mind the lens flares if his movies were better. <laughs> Be like, yeah, baby, lens flare me up. <laughs> Trade it. I like it. Um, so transitioning into more Star Wars news, we had our first trailer for, well, it wasn't really a trailer. It was kind of like a, like a featurette for Star Wars Visions, which we'll see many, many different anime studios kind of give their take on a Star Wars story. And, you know, people who have, you know, watched something like the Animatrix or uh, Batman Gotham Knight, this is essentially the same thing. We We get animated shorts from animation studios from Japan. And I, we, we got some extra insight from some of the creatives there. My personal excitement is that Studio Trigger has its own take on it. And um, for those who don't know, Studio Trigger, they have done shows like Kill la Kill, Little Witch Academia, um, Promare, uh, and a bunch of other really stylized animated projects. So I, I highly recommend some of their stuff. Kill a Kill is cool stylistically. I didn't really like the show itself. Little Witch Academia really? had its moments. Yeah, it was all right. It was fun, but it was just so like, I don't know. It was too much. It was a little too much. A little too much for me. Like on, on the creep factor, I would say. Like it was, it was kind of an inherently creepy and rapey show. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Did you watch Kill the Kill? Keep recommend- no, no, no. People keep recommending it to me. That's why I'm like, it's, it is, it is like, a well directed, right? well anime, well, well, excuse me, well directed, well, uh, well visualized, fun world with, in, with fun characters. And it's just over the top and ridiculous. But its core premise about transforming based on these really creepy clothes that, that cling on to bodies in really in specific ways is just, eh, it's a little creepy for me. And there's this scene where it's like, it's like a joke that the clothes are raping the girl. And I'm just like, ah, it's, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Oh, wait a minute. I'm um, not really a what fan of that. About? I've seen this anime before. Okay. I watched this years ago. I just realized what this was. Okay. This is one where at some point the clothes start talking to them, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I've seen this. It's, a, it's like episode one that that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What did you think of it? Do you remember? I think you're right. I think in terms of that part, like it did get gratuitous, especially because this takes place at a school, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it's a high school. So we're talking about like high school age girls. And that is the part that I I think once I realized that part, I was like, "Ah, that's kind of weird. But I did like it, um, generally speaking. But you're right. That is a problematic aspect of it, which is a large aspect of it <laughs> it's the it's the core premise it's really weird um yeah. but like i said like, i was disappointed mostly because like i said i liked the characters i liked the tone i liked the visuals i liked the direction like i liked so much about it it's just yeah. it's its entire backbone was something that i couldn't get behind okay. uh, but anyways there's a lot of great studios on here uh jonesy how are you feeling about star wars visions and will you be watching it uh i'm definitely going to watch it i you know what you said about the animatrix is the thing that i immediately thought of when i watched the trailer 
of all of the ones that I've seen on here, so the Studio Trigger one could be good. Um, well, probably will be good. But I think the one that I'm the most excited about is um, The Ninth Jedi because that's done by the studio that did Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. And I really, really like that show. So um, I think if you are a fan of anime, the cool thing about this is there's something for everyone. It seems like it. Like there's a studio doing this that you've either watched or know of. Um, so I think that that should probably be the most uh, exciting aspect of it. What about you, Nick? How are you feeling about this? I know I, I have a feeling. I, mm-hmm. I know where you stand. But we kind of talked you know, about on Slack that like I hate the Animatrix and Gotham Knights, and I was way I into the Matrix, swear. and I was way... Animatrix is a is a mixed bag for me, and I hate Gotham Knight as well. So like, yeah, I did not like Gotham Knight. I've seen this done poorly twice, and I don't like the anime, and I'm not even that like. I watch most Star Wars, but I'm never like, oh man, I can't wait for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm like, when it comes out, I'll watch it. But that's fair. Mandalorian was always that way too. With the Marvel show, I wake up and I'm like, it's Christmas. And I run to the living room with Mandalorian. I usually remember sometime in the afternoon that it's out. And I'm like, oh, I should watch that. So yeah, that actually happened with me and Loki. Mm, All right. I, another episode. I feel the exact opposite. Loki is my favorite show of the series of the Marvel shows so far, by far, by like a long shot. Loki I think got better the this episode week. that we didn't. Yeah, I was just about to say it. the one that we, the one where I was like, meh, it was fine. I think from the train episode, it has gotten better. Um, mm. So I'm kind of I'm getting there. This no, past I'm episode un- was fantastic, though. I'm unlikely to watch Visions. I did see that there's a lightsaber sheath in it. And like I know they're so what, doing their what samurai. What cover for the podcast? What? Huh? What happens if we cover for the podcast? Then I'll have to watch it, but we almost Again. never cover entire series, so I'll watch <laughs> yeah. what I have to. I'm curious how that goes. Again, I mean, what, what do you what do you think about covering uh, Star Wars Visions for the podcast? I, I feel like Star Wars Visions is going to be more like uh like our Marvel segments, where it's just like where we kind of dip in each week because I'm assuming it's going to be released weekly as opposed to all at once. Yeah. It depends, right? It probably depends on the length of the episodes. I was almost picturing it as like a two-hour movie where they throw it all in. Like like the Animatrix. I mean, Disney is constantly hard up for content on their streaming service, so I'd be surprised if they dumped it. That's not their style. Yeah. It's not their modus modus operandi. I don't think it's weird. It they do that all the time. Specifically, I don't want that. Don't do that. Don't do it. I'll, I'll be more likely to watch it because I want to enjoy each one sort of individually. If they could do that and then have a making of release at the same time, like a 15 minute episode and a 15 minute making of, fuck yeah, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the next little uh, trailer that I did not watch because I do not care. But I know you do, Jonesy, is the Transformers War for Ch- Cybertron Kingdom. Talk about double double uh, subtitles there. Uh, there was yeah, a new trailer for more. that. It shows a final battle between Autobots and Decepticons. So what very did you quickly, think of like, this trailer? I'm, I'm not particularly interested in the trailer. I do think it's interesting that it seems like the Predacons and Maximals are making a big showing recently. 
And that was really the thing that I wanted to point out with the trailer is that we're getting this. Um, and then we also have them being portrayed in the new Transformers live action film that's coming out. Um, and what I did think was interesting about the trailers, it looks like they're going back to the original design that came out way back when, 20 something years ago for Beast Wars. So that's the part that excites me about this. I'm glad that this is over because <laughs> I, I think that the middle and I do like that. Can you say that again? You you kind of cut out for you. You do like what? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Fuck you. You heard D- me. Just for a sec. No, just for a second. You do like what? <sighs> I, I like that we are going to end on a high note because I love Beast Wars. And so if that's mm. where this series concludes, that's going to be exciting. Um, because like I said, the middle chapter of War for Cybertron, very meh. We watched Did the we, first one. We watched the, we watched first, the first. Okay, so they, uh, for, yeah. they had a second one since then already? Yeah, and this is part yeah. three, I think they say in the trailer, like the end of the trilogy or something. Right. Got but it. But we okay. didn't watch the trailer. I got so. so bored in the fucking first series. I feel so bad. But man, that this, this Transformers is just not for me. Same season. Like we said before, I think we talked about Transformers the other week. Oh, well, we probably were talking about the, tr- the announcement. I was like, but I do need to see Bumblebee. Hear that one. Got the some Bumblebee? Amblin magic. Yeah, so. that was fun. I like that movie. Anyway, uh, any last words about Transformers, War for Cybertron, Kingdom? It's pretty good. No. It's pretty good. I like that you're able to fit that in. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, Let's let's go into our weekly segment, Looky Looky, Here Comes Loki, where we talk about I feel the like most you can't recent say it's a weekly segment because we didn't do it last week. All right. It's just like whenever we feel like it. Whenever we feel like it. Looky looky, here comes Loki. Yeah. And uh Loki just had its fifth episode, its penultimate episode hit. Uh, and I, I know for you guys it's been kind of up and down specifically. I think the the middle kind of dragged for you guys. And you did touch on this a few minutes ago, but how, how is the fifth episode? How did, how has it fared for you up to this point? And what did you think of last episode specifically? Let's start with Nick. I didn't like three very much. I thought four was even worse. Which um, one was that again? Four really? was the one where they're captured again. And like, we waste like 30 minutes with nothing. And then we fight to see the timekeepers at the end. Um, Interesting. I'm trying to remember what happened that episode. Exactly. It's all kind of ble- No, you can't say that. No, no, you can't say exactly. I knew you were going to fucking do that. I just don't remember because the whole story <laughs> blends into me. But this episode was fucking great. Oh my God. Richard E. Grant as classic Loki. So fucking cool. I loved, I loved it. He could talk to the alligator. <laughs> Dude, the alligator. Every single time they cut to the alligator, I, I laughed. Because yeah. I'm like the alligator, so it always just it doesn't do anything. It just kind of sits there, Except and it just it they cut to it. Vote, it just bites clean off uh, vote Loki's. <laughs> yeah, I laughed so hard. And the Thanos copter, I was so happy, like James Gunn, to see that. So, what did you think, Jonesy? Uh, the same. I thought that the episode was really good. Richard D. Grant. I think that this show did such a good job of making him someone that you cared about and 
getting to see what happened to him in the end. And it just, it built on so many of the themes of the show, right? Like can a Loki change? And just in this one episode, they're able to show you how that can take place or what has to happen for that to take place. And I loved his next event. Like that whole story, his whole backstory was good. Um, Yeah. I do think it's funny that like when he showed up, you're like, oh, it's black Loki, Loki. Um, oh, somebody was like, Loki. somebody's like, well, yeah, they're like, how can we, how can it not be black Loki? Well, both for Loki. I'm like, all right, fine, he's still Loki. Um, not gonna change. I call him. It would be Loki. better if he was also British. Oh, nobody. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get black it, Loki? Uh, the bloke, like Loki. a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's the last you deserve for that joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I do. I didn't think that four was worse than three, but it like it just has that middle chapter. Like it's. It, I don't want to say it's stagnation, but you're just kind of like okay. Um, I think Marvel is still kind of figuring out how to balance these episodes. Um, you know, because I, I mean, if you look at Loki, if you look at all of these shows, there's a lot of it, people just kind of sitting around and talking for a lot of it, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But I think they're still kind of figuring out what is sort of the sweet balance between those types of things and being able to put in cinematic type events into their into the project. So I think they're still fine tuning it. But I I've, en- I've enjoyed all the episodes so far and i think this one was also really good you mentioned the idea about can a loki change it's like freaking we've seen like loki change three times now or four times now it's like all these different lokis have changed and it's really cool to see like see the the redemption for all these lokis it's like loki redemption on all fronts it's kind of cool yeah yeah i agree um i just the comedy in this level to me was really really good watching all the Lokis argue amongst each other and have those discussions like when they're they're calling out boastful Loki like yeah you're full of shit on what your Nexus event was and he looks at the alligator and he's like well at least my Nexus event wasn't eating my neighbor's cat (laughs) the wrong neighbor's cat or Um, something yeah I just they were they were all funny it not even just funny, the, the timing was really good on stuff like, why are you listening to Kid Loki? Like, why do you guys care what he says? And I can't say what, I, yeah, I don't even think that that was his nexus event, right? Like, that was just a thing that happened. Oh, uh, was that they nice said, like, why events? are you here? Sort of thing, like prison. He's like, I killed Thor. No, you're right. They asked why they, he's in charge, not why it's a nexus. Yeah, they said why he's in charge, yeah. So, you know, I just think that... Um, the things that they were able to do with all of these characters is pretty interesting. I just love like the, when the, when the other Thors come in and they all start backstabbing each other like multiple times. And Kirsten was just like, yeah, this is accurate. This is exactly (laughs) how things should turn out. It's just the way that they keep (laughs) turning on each other and turning on each other and turning on each other. It's just ridiculous. Um, I will say one thing that annoys Kirsten is that I don't like Dr. Who but I really, really like this show, even though it very much feels like Doctor Who. And I can't put my finger on why I don't like Doctor Who, but I like this so much. I just don't, I really don't. I've watched like five seasons of like, it's more than that. It's not just Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston, I even David Tennant, (laughs) who I love. Were were you there when we talked about episode three, Jammer? 
I don't think so. Because I think I said to Danny, like, this is the worst Doctor Who episode where they're just on this weird infinity train thing. And like the backgrounds very much struck me as a Doctor Who episode. Um, I don't know if it's the I'm worst Doctor Who episode. It is. Did you watch Did you watch the first reboot episode? Did you watch how many episodes of Doctor Who have you watched? Because there's a lot of shitty Doctor Who episodes. I, let, me, let me tell you. Yeah. I watched the first reboot episode the one, with Eccleston, the one with the and mannequins. that's as far as I got. Yeah, that's as far as you need to get. That that sums up the show. My dad and I switched to Sherlock, and that was history. I don't think that. Um, oh God, his name just jumped out of my head. Eccleston. Uh, who? Eccleston. Yes, yeah, Eccleston. I don't think his season wasn't particularly good. Well, I didn't like his season. I didn't care too much for the David Tennant seasons. I like the Matt Smith seasons more. But I you know didn't what? like it enough you to keep what? going. What? Hang up, hang up, hang up. Get off this call. Sorry. I just didn't like it because every single time it's just like, I feel like Doctor Who's just like, oh, I'm British and quirky. Follow me. And then everyone dies except for him. And it's, it's really like, frustrating ah, to watch. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. Except I just for don't. Companions until the end. Except for his <laughs> companions, right? Yeah, I don't know, until man. I just, I just don't like Doctor Who that much. Um, and I don't know why, because I agree that this is very much Doctor Who. But I like it so much more, so much more. I mean, maybe it's, just, it's because it's it has. You know, what I think it is. You know, I think it is. I think this show is more grounded in motivation than Doctor Who ever is, because Doctor Who doesn't have any motivations. Things just happen, and that's it. Okay. Like I never feel like the Doctor has much of a goal. It's just like, oh, we're in this place. Let me do this quirky British thing that doesn't really make sense, but because I'm, you know, British, it's it's fine. And then we're just gonna let goofy things happen. And I like, why are you doing these things? He's an alien, or she? She's an alien. Okay, you know what I mean. British alien. (laughs) Anyway, Star Wars means bad. (laughs) Loki, I just really like. I really like Loki. I really like. I really like Owen Wilson. I like the girl that plays Sylvie. I just think they're all the cast is all around amazing and. The the main villain girl, uh, so far Renslayer. she's like, what's Renslay? Renslayer is her last name. Renslayer. Forgot her number. Okay, I think it. I think it's pronounced Ms. Minutes. Oh, uh, no, people are also wrong. theorizing that Ms. Minutes is the main bad, and I'm like, I would love that. Well, they already hinted that yeah, at least not that she's bad, but at least she's loyal to the TVA because oh, yeah. she tried to distract. She, she is tried with to the ship thing. Sylvia. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, Renslayer. She, uh, my Kirsten mentioned like a couple times. She's like, she's just Hermione. She just looks like Hermione, or she, she's what she imagines Hermione. She looks like Hermione. Is that is that what you meant? Okay. I guess I don't That's know Harry Potter well enough to understand the comparison at all. Well, when you said that before, like she, she I didn't like know she could she could play think... adult. She could she could play if there was a if there was a movie that followed Hermione it is an adult. This she could play be an adult Hermione. I don't see that. Uh-huh. I'm not saying the characters are the same. It's just this person and how she looks and how she acts. She could be an adult Hermione. Okay. Because she has I like a stick up her ass. Is that <laughs> Maybe. That's the thing. <laughs> it might be character. that. More evil anyway. than Hermione, probably. Like Hermione, if she was really attached to a bad ideology. Hmm. She like okay. got her heels, stuck her heels in the ground, and decided I'm all for the TVA. 
Anyways, any last thoughts before we move on to our review of I keep wanting to call it the Paramount War. It's not the Paramount War. <laughs> this is me. There's this it, Here's where the merge comes from. So, in One Piece there's this event called the Paramount War and then right now we have the Tomorrow War which was made by Paramount. I think. I think right? so. Skydance at least. Yeah. So that should be Paramount. Okay, and if it's not made by Paramount, I keep conflating it in my head that it's on Paramount Plus, even though I watched it on Amazon Prime. So that that's why it conflated in my head. But The Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt, this is a film that has been in the news for years at this point. It was initially kind of a big IP that was like purchased or a big script that was purchased. I believe it was a spec script, and it was called Ghost Draft back when it was first purchased. And, you know, it's kind of been one of those high-profile things, um, like original IPs that came out. And I think I think it's super cool whenever you see, uh, when you're able to follow an original high-budget IP, because it doesn't happen very often. And uh, I, was, I was pretty interested when it came to Amazon Prime. I was like, hey, let's watch it. I was also really scared, because this is a movie that could either be, like, fun or a movie that could take itself way too seriously and be really boring. Um, I was really worried that that was going to happen because I feel like that's been a lot of movies that have come to streaming services that we're supposed to go to theaters where I'm like, this should be fun, but it's kind of boring or this should be good, but it's kind of boring. And I was worried. Um, but as far as like my initial thoughts, so before we get into that, let's talk about what all of the critics think about this film. Uh, and I'm shocked. So this movie as of, I am too. Uh, but this movie as of right now, as I'm vamping until I can find it on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, so it's got a 6.7 it, out of 10 on IMDb, a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 45% on Metacritic. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 81%. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Now this so, part doesn't. I will say my piece first. I just had a great time watching this movie. I was really scared going into it, be like, oh, two and a half hours. All right, let's do this. It was that long. And yeah, it's it two hours and 18 long. minutes. Well, I agree. No, that's not two and a half. The average movie is like 220 these days. It's 10 minute difference, uh, dude. Chill out. Yeah, this, this movie was long. Like, I, it was shockingly long. I yeah, did think it was anyways. over before it was over, but we'll get into that. Uh, anyways, I thought this movie was fun. It was. It had a nice balance between serious and and you know, sort of a I wouldn't say lighthearted, but you know, a blockbustery tone that you'd expect from a Hollywood movie. It it had great stakes. It had likable characters. You know, it's just it was. It, it had a nice pacing to where I never felt like, ah, where are we going now? Like, are we are we going to move on yet? Like, it just it went at a nice pace to the point where I was never bored. And at the end of it, I was like, wow, that went by really fast. I'm I'm really happy I watched that. Um, I, I can't say it's necessarily gonna stick around in my head for very long, but it was kind of what I wanted at this point, like a nice, a- fun action movie that allowed me to escape for a bit and uh, enjoy it. So that's how I feel. Uh, Jonesy, how do you feel about this movie? I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it. It felt like it was um, almost a modern day take on Independence Day, mm-hmm. and it because of that it has some of the same faults um but overall it's enjoyable and again i not only am i shocked how much i enjoy it i am shocked how much the critics disliked it 
Yeah. Yeah. So as far as what critics are saying, the consensus is Chris Pratt ably anchors the sci-fi adventure, even if the Tomorrow War may not linger in the memory much longer than today, which actually it sounds kind of like how I feel about it. Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's fun. Like, yeah, I, but there's I'm nothing a- wrong with that. Well, here are some of the critics. I agree 100%. Yeah, I agree. Like, this is movie. It, every movie, you know what comments I hate a lot is like, this movie could have been so much more. And I'm like, I get it. But at the same time, not every movie needs to be a classic. Not every movie needs to take risky choices. Sometimes it could just be a fun popcorn flick. And I think well, this is what this movie was. And I usually say that about franchise movies, not original IPs. Like I'll usually, like I'll watch Which Suicide be, Squad though. and been like, oh, they squandered these characters. It could have been so much more. But you're like, show me an original IP. I'm like, sweet. Fair. I think if well, I had it, to nitpick for a thing that I didn't like about this movie, I would say that I think if Betty Gilpin um, was underutilized. Having seen her in uh, Glow and what was the oh, okay. the the hunting movie that we yeah. watched? Oh, I think it was, it was her. Wasn't uh, it called The Hunt? The Hunt. Yeah, I, you're right. Sorry. I hate when that, it's like, what is the name of the movie where you're supposed to drive really fast, but you can't let your acceleration go down to a certain Speed. number? <laughs> no, no, no. Something else. Something else. Yeah. The hunt. What, um, what movie is that joke from? I think that she, uh, it's from The Simpsons. Okay. <laughs> he, I think that she has such good um, action skills. Um, and as well, like her acting is, I think for me, unquestionably good but i think it's harder to combine that with action as well and she seems to have both and so for her to be in this movie and essentially do nothing um i almost would have preferred if she and uh yvonne strahovski were switched but that's just me i mean yeah i could see that um what did you think of this movie nick as, okay, so last week I was like, which of these three movies do we want to watch? And Jammer chose the one I was least interested in, Tomorrow War. But I think it's one of, definitely one of my favorite ones I've watched all year. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of great movies this year, but yeah, I, it, I didn't want to compare it to Independence Day just because Independence Day is so much better. But it really does have, like, <laughs> it's a spiritual successor. And it has a little bit of Edge of Tomorrow. And there I feel like well. yeah, I feel yeah. like it's more of a spiritual successor to Edge of Tomorrow than Independence Day, personally. And well, I, sort of. Sorry, I think it's the two. I think it's it, like it's the both. love child. Yeah. If you took them, if you put them, yeah, exactly that. But yeah, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. It was just I didn't overthink it. Didn't even realize it was that long. Um, and I I love I got. I watched that the same day I watched the entire season of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. So I got my Sam Richardson fix that day because I love Sam I like Richardson. How, I like how every single time you say I Think You Should Leave, you always add the with Tim Robinson. Is that a part of the title? Or do you yeah, that's what it's that? called. That's what it's called. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's not like ahead. he's some celebrity I'm trying to sell it on. That's what the show is called. Got it. We go into spoilers. Um, well, so overall, we're we're pretty good on this one. Yeah, yeah. if you don't want to, if you don't want to be spoiled, like I like I said, I think this is an enjoyable movie. It's it's relatively forgettable, but like I'll go back to it. It was just fun That's to watch. Thing. Like I think they had likable characters in it. Um, they, I think it, there was weird structural things that happened, which I can get to in the uh, in the the last part of this uh, the spoiler part of this. But it, overall, like if you're just want a good time at the movie theaters, except at home, this feels most like an at home blockbuster than I've 
seen in, in a long time. And it's probably my favorite original IP movie than I've seen since John Wick, maybe as far as like blockbuster mm. type movies. Um, I would say it's tomorrow, but technically it's not an original IP, but it feels so much like an original IP because it's from a Japanese novella. I mean, technically, no, it's not an original IP. It's not even a technically, it's just not an original IP. So well, it is to me. And to like ever stop. <laughs> no, like not, it's like we're remaking or sequelizing. It or, is to me. It, means, it is it to me. He's never heard of it. It is. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so the two things I want to say about this before we get to spoilers, this movie. Um I actually this is the first movie that you know we could only watch at home. I was like, damn, I wish I'd seen this movie in theaters. Me too. I feel the same way. I wish I had seen it in theaters. There wasn't even the option for this one to see in theaters. And then the other thing. What? I've gotten to the point I don't care about that anymore. I I, I don't either. I want to go to the theaters simply because it's an excuse for me not to pull out my phone and not to constantly get up to let my dog out to pee. True. I didn't watch the entire first half of the movie of the action scenes because I was cleaning and then I sat down for the second half. I 100% understand what you mean, um, but I, I have decent enough equipment at home where, yes, that's my only barrier to enjoying. A movie. Like, I've started making stovetop popcorn now, so, like, I make it, you know, just on the stove, and it's fantastic. It tastes better than movie theater popcorn. Um, and I've, this year and a half has gotten me to the point where I've slowly crawled back the desire to actually just be in a movie theater um and as long as my kids aren't bothering me like um if they can sit down and enjoy it or they're in the bed it's a comparable experience for me mm-hmm. i will the other thing i was going to say um before we go into spoilers is this is probably the first second maybe or the third that we've watched this year that i would want to watch again um behind mm-hmm. nobody which i like just bought this week so I'm like, oh, I don't remember all of them since going back to the beginning of the year, but very few of them I'd watch a second time. But I guess I did watch Snyder Cut twice, but I would definitely watch this again. Yeah, yeah, me too. Spoiler, me too. Spoiler talk. Um, one thing I, I thought was right. funny. I mean, it's a it's a mid movie twist. I'm sure everyone saw it coming, but like a month ago, oh, I'm that, like his daughter's the, the grown up woman. Yeah, good for you. It was, super, it was super obvious though, right? I don't want to pat in the bag. I'm just like, called it, yo. I mean, it was, I thought it was a pretty obvious call, but. It was funny. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I was actually being generous. Like, good for you. But then there was just like a long pause afterwards because I had no follow-up to that. And it just kind of hung in the air. No, but I, it's funny because at the beginning, at the beginning, I was just, because I didn't watch the trailer really. I watched it once and I didn't really think about it. As far I haven't as, seen like, a trailer. Okay, but yeah, when the girl was like, well, clearly this girl's going to be important, I was like, maybe she's fighting, like, she basically, you know, fought her way to a specific point so that she could interact with her dad, but then I realized time travel didn't work like that in this movie, you know, so I was like, (laughs) okay, well, that's not it, but she'll probably be involved, and I remember thinking, I don't think it's that lady, because she didn't seem too shocked when it turned out it was her dad, so maybe it's not her, but then it ended up being her anyway, and I was like, okay, she knew the whole time. Right, because she knew the whole time. Yeah, she, she was basically that. John Connor meeting a younger version of Connor. It's like she's like, I know, I set this up, right? So she didn't. Yeah, she didn't have that reaction because this was the plan. 
Because even in yeah. the credits, her name, the end credits, her name is not listed as Forrester or whatever his last right. name is. She's like, it's great, like commander. Great commander. Yeah. Right. Really? That's interesting. Romeo, yeah, Romeo Command. Which, if you looked at that before the movie, it would give it would give like those same Nick. They vibes, like, they planned weird. it because they knew that whatever they put in the credits was going to end up on IMDb. So like, we're not going to fuck ourselves. We're going to go ahead and right. make sure that this metadata is in, put in in a way that it doesn't spoil anything. That's actually How did really seven smart. work. Is Kevin Spacey's name even in the post credits? Because Seven's one of those movies where they definitely hit his name in the opening credits well, I mean, and it's, on the it's, advertising. It was before the, IMDb was big, but yeah, it was before. I mean, I think it was before IMDb existed, wasn't it? Like, wasn't ninety nine or ninety eight or something? IMDb has been around for a fuck long time. It's crazy, but no one I cares. Mean, Netflix Two has been around since ninety seven. Um, I do think it's funny bringing up the Independence Day critic or the uh, comparison, and they definitely drop Will Smith's name, which makes me think that. As, at least in the inception of this idea, or at some point along the way, somebody's like, "Yeah, this is kind of that." Well, I love uh, kind of the same thing. I laugh so hard at that joke because they say Miami, and then I said, "Welcome to Miami," to myself. You no, know, so I did. I did the same like, thing. I'm glad Will Smith is alive <laughs> to see this. I did the same thing where literally I was like, he said Miami, and I went, I went, Bienvenido a Miami. I did that. I did, I did the Spanish That's part. That's what I did. And, yeah. And then he like, did the Will Sam Smith Richardson. joke. Got the best jokes. No, but I, yeah, it was did. interesting. I didn't dislike that there was a whole like third act after what I thought was over. Yeah, I mean, what I, I mean, it made sense to me because when she died, I was like, oh, it's the end of the second act. And I looked at the time code, I was like, yep, it's the end of the second act. So it That's matched up perfectly in my head. One of the most epic but, shots, her dying. Great shot. Oh gorgeous shot. Gorgeous shot. And I like the fact that they actually did kill her and they didn't save that world. It's like, no, that world is fucked. Like, that yeah, world is time travel works. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. That world's fucked. All you can do is save your own present time now. I like the fact that they did that. That was. Yeah, it definitely uh, added a different emotional weight to the movie. And hopefully did. he doesn't just become a dick husband again and leave <laughs> because he's been told about it this time. So I think, was interesting. I think what's interesting is they kind of skirted around it. I think he committed suicide. I think that you was think the implication. So? Either he committed suicide he, or he like basically either committed suicide either purposely or basically became an alcoholic and essentially drove himself because of PTSD into probably from. I think that that's what happened I think it's more likely that no I don't think it was PTSD I think it was just he was unhappy because he, right. he wanted more out of life and he wasn't given the opportunity like in the opening it's funny that we're transitioning from Loki to this right like he in his mind he envisioned that he had a glorious purpose and because he couldn't yeah. fulfill it um I agree with you Jammer I don't think that it was suicide though I do think that he probably like left his family and he started drinking a lot and then it just so happened that that's what caused it because the only reason why i say i don't think that it was actually a suicide is because i'm pretty sure she said it was like on my birthday like her 16th birthday or something like that like mm. i could not imagine them making him that much of a cunt that he would murder himself on his daughter's birth like imagining what that would do to someone like every time their birthday comes around yeah um, that they have to think about you like he he would be a whole horrific character if they did that so i'm yeah. hoping that it's really more in line with what you said about just the alcohol and mm -hmm. then cause an accident what i imagine probably happened this is my head canon 
when she said that there was a car accident, I thought, okay, you've become an alcoholic now. You're driving to your daughter's birthday or you're going to try and do something for her birthday. And that's what happened. Which still sucks. <laughs> it would still yeah. suck, but at least it wouldn't be Different. intentional. It's not spiteful. Well, it yeah. seems spiteful towards right. your daughter, who I assume he still loves her more than this estranged wife. I, I think this, this movie has brought, a cemented a new genre or a new genre of character, which is okay. the badass gun-toting gilf grandpa I'd like to fuck with uh, between this <laughs> and nobody, where it's like the old man shows up with all the guns. I don't know, man. Christopher Lloyd, I feel like he, he's over the hill. Uh, I would definitely let J.K. Simmons like, hold me while I was asleep at night. I don't know about Christopher Lloyd. I feel like he's, he's passed. <laughs> but it's just like the idea um, of the badass but, grandpa showing up at the end. We've no, got to see that twice Again, now. Sam Richardson with the fantastic joke. What do you call him? Conspiracy Santa? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I, I need to watch Veep. I think that's his main project I haven't seen. And I want to watch I, Werewolves we then. Did, um, yeah, I was going to say that one. That was the other one. That was the other movie I offered this week. What was the other America, one? Oh, the I, I watched it. I watched that movie, Werewolves Within. Is it good? What'd you think? It's all right. It was good. It was fun. Uh, it wasn't as good as this. I think this okay. was better. But I mean, uh, Werewolves Within, I thought it was fun. It was just a nice time. It, it kind of, I think it kind of shit the bed at the end, personally. But overall, mm. it was enjoyable. I'll wait till it's free, but I am excited to see it. Only because I just paid for uh, this one? Black Widow for thirty bucks. <laughs> oh, not this one, Black Widow. Yeah, I will say <laughs> this movie kind of this movie kind of like threw me for a loop because when we we got to the the main the quote unquote the, the crew that we he ended up with on the mission, I was just like, man, they really filled the ranks with like either comedians or comedy actors. You know, you got like What's your Mike face Mitchell. You got Marilyn Rushcomb, who, uh, who does Rushcomb, comedy who's, sometimes. Who does comp? No, she's a comedian. That's how she started off. Well, she was a comedian, yeah. and she still and shows up like with Bob and David and stuff. Right, and you have like Sam Richardson as well. It's like, oh, okay, so all these people are safe. They're gone in like fifteen minutes. They're all dead in fifteen minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And they're even the yeah. lucky ones who didn't just go splat. That was a. I thought that was a nod to uh, Saving Private Ryan. When like he's in the water and people are having trouble swimming because other people are hitting them as they come down, and it's just like raining yeah. bodies everywhere else. That was that, that was crazy. Reminded me of a movie called uh, or a movie. There's a book called The Light Brigade where their technology is very similar, where they basically zap into air. It's it's basically teleportation, but it's an imperfect version. And so what happened in this also happens in that book, but it. It also facilitates a form of time travel accidentally. Um, so as I was watching this movie, I definitely thought of that book. Hmm. Um, but what I thought was interesting is just the movie kind of had really different phases. Like you had that initial mission, or you had the opening, mm-hmm. you had the training, the initial mission, which I just thought that would take up more of the movie than it did. But then it really kind of morphed into like something else where it's like, okay, now we're figuring out a specific way to fix things. And then you have the science montage. Yeah, the science montage. And then you had a final act where it was like, oh, we're back in the present and we're doing things this way. I just thought it was it was really interesting. Like it it had a different trajectory than I expected. One thing I did think while watching it was that I hope this movie does definitely not need a sequel. Please don't announce a sequel. And the sequel's already been announced. 
Is it called the Yesterday well, I feel War? Like it could, did they say that? that? It, is, it is coming? They don't have a title for it. It was announced yesterday, the day before, officially, by like THR or someone. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. I hate when they announce it before the movie even comes yeah. out. Yeah, this um, movie already became like, what, the biggest streaming success ever? For is Amazon. Hearing, right? For Amazon? But not even yeah. ever. I think uh, uh, Coming to America was still bigger. Really? Yeah. <sighs> was it? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like that's the one that did better? Okay. I don't know. It did really well. They were like, it's our biggest movie ever at the time. So if this set the record for Amazon's biggest movie ever, then then it beat them. If it's not biggest movie ever, then it didn't beat Coming to America. Mm. I don't have those um, <laughs> Overall, like, yeah, I just, I was really impressed with this movie. Like, it was just, it was entertaining popcorn movie. It's exactly what I wanted. It felt like a mix between, I guess, Independence Day slash Edge of Tomorrow. And it was just, it was just a good time. If you're, if you're in, if you want a fun movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, yes, there are real stakes, but at the same time, like the tone is somehow light enough in spite mm-hmm. of like the really serious stakes. It does a nice balance there. And I thought they um, nailed the so emotion yeah, think, too. They did. I think so too. They, they made they did to a good job of type making of movie. me, making me like Chris Pat, Pratt and make me like the core thing. And there was many points where I was like, this doesn't make any sense, but I don't care because I'm invested in the characters and what they want to do. And I'm like, that's right. a good, that's a good thing. Like, I didn't care that it made no sense how quickly they found the alien spaceship at the very end. That should have taken years to find. Um, but yeah, like, that's just, I don't care. It was oh, fun. speaking of which, so that is probably one of my biggest criticisms of this movie. Um, given where the initial, hey, we need help came from, where they landed, I think they, what was the game? Was it in Dubai or Qatar? Where was it? The soccer game. I don't know. I don't know. I just know so it was a soccer it was game. Somewhere, it was somewhere like that. And okay. it's, I don't want to say frustrating. There should have been a more apparent international effort to what was happening. And you didn't gotcha. get that at all. And that's kind of one of the same things I felt when I was watching Independence Day. But the difference was, at least on Independence end. Day, Exactly. While you didn't get to see it as it was going on, because of what you saw at the end, you knew that they'd been involved in the the fight the entire time. With this, you never got any of that. Never any inkling that anybody was doing it except for the United States of America, which I I really, really dislike. Which something, Mm -hmm. for me, the soccer game kind of had the opposite effect. Just because, like, at first I was watching it, and I'm like, who the fuck is watching soccer on Christmas? Not Chris Pratt's family. Everybody. What are you talking about? Every, what, are you, what are you on? People love soccer. Yeah. So, oh, well, no, but that's I, the so thing. And then I'm like, someone, oh. But that's like saying who, that's like saying well, who watches football on Thanksgiving. If I was watching this movie normally, I would be like, Chris Pratt's watching football on at his house on Christmas. But soccer was smart because that's where you get the worldwide audience to give that speech to. If you give it a football game, people aren't going to be seeing that speech live. In other countries, sure. well, American football. And so that's where I mean, my criticism comes from. Like, it's weird that you would have it on a world stage like that and then not show how the world is also involved, except for protesting. Because the impression that I get from this movie is the United States is the one pushing the bodies for this through the Department of Defense and the rest mm. of the world is just bitching and moaning about it. You mean in modern and, and more than the future? I got it. 
Yes, current day. And in the future, that, they're all over the country, the world. I mean, they're all over the world. Um, but that might just be a function of like, well, all these people are dead or whatever. Like, who's going to stop us at that point? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's so. fair. That's a that's a good criticism. I agree. It's like I think it didn't feel like it was a worldwide effort. My, my mind was just like, well, maybe it's because you know we're only with the people who lived near Chris Pratt. But then I was like, no. Then they ended up at the core, at the center of the war, and there was still no international feeling to it. It just felt like a military, American military operation. Right. Yeah. And then of course the you you have you have I think it was the Secretary of Defense taking credit for what they did in Russia at the very yeah. end, and it's just like like. Ugh. I mean that felt yeah. on point. That felt that felt right. <laughs> that felt like it what would happen. It just drives home the point that it was just them. It's okay. weird. Um, One of the things that's what? weird to me. I mean, it's just it's another just plot hole gripe. It's still great. Is they had to wait for global warming to like melt almost all of it according to that map. But apparently, you can also just walk and climb into a cave, and you're just as deep as if. Uh, 50 years of global warming had happened or 30 or whatever. No, I mean, they didn't walk I, in. They blew it up. They blew it up. Didn't you remember? Yeah, but that, that thing should be so deep if it's going to take most of the, like, they show the map before that. Maybe the map's the problem. And they're like, they're down to like a little square of ice in Russia by the time they actually dig their way out according to the map. And then it's like, but we can get there pretty easily from the surface, so it can't be that deep. I guess. Yeah, I don't I think another way that you could look at that is it's not necessarily how close it was to get to them. It's how warm it is to wake them up. Mm. Right. Or some other event for something else to get to them, to wake them up. Yeah. And I think though, there are multiple ways to look at what, what was the inciting event to wake them up? Because clearly all they had to do was touch the things and they were like, Oh shit, it's time to get out. Or yeah, also, they poison half of them and then one of them screams and then everyone wakes up because of the Right. Like in the scene where they let the aliens queen scream when they get overwhelmed. Yeah. I was like, right. Yeah. What uh it's funny, what this movie also reminded me of the anime Blue Gender, where you're in a world where there's giant bug creatures that are basically killing people, and in the ending it turns out that the creatures were a defense mechanism for from the earth that they basically came out of hibernation or whatever uh, in order to, to stop global war to wipe out humanity yeah. because humanity's global warming this is basically that so i guess it's a blue gender slash edge of tomorrow slash independence day and i think there's a little bit of alien and uh yeah. prometheus and uh what i just forgotten my oh th- the thing in it also the idea of finding an alien spacecraft i also watched the thing in the last week uh, you know, mm-hmm. under the eyes. So then the alien thing where the pilots were dead, their their weapon cache was alive, which yeah, is the Prometheus thing. Like they engineered so, these things um, like xenomorphs. And I like that. Well, yeah, I think too. they were called the engineers, right? In, and I like uh, that aspect, Prometheus, yeah. Because uh, an alien, didn't they? I thought that's what they called them an alien too, didn't they? There weren't any engineers in Alien. Though. Oh, no, it doesn't even have a name. Space Jockey is the nickname. They don't even say that in the movie. Space jockey. Okay. I kept wanting to call them um, disc jockey. I'm like, that's not it. What is it no. called? I was trying to remember. I was like, not disc jockey. Um, I like that element of it because I think at some point in the movie, my brain was like, how did they get here? Like they aren't intelligent enough to pilot a spacecraft 
And I said, they must have, I started to try to, to figure out how they got here. And the explanation that they gave was great. I was like, okay, that's perfect. Move on. Yeah. Good movie. Yep. What would you rate it, Nick? Yeah. Four out of five stars. Oh, use a consistent fucking scale. I always try to use stars and you tell me not to. <laughs> well, use the scale that I said well, to use. Well, that would be 80%, so that would be a B. So you got a so B. Okay. We, I, I want to use the scale that you use, but you, don't, you and I don't agree on what grades are. Yeah, exactly. Do you want less C is average. You don't, you don't agree that C, C is average. Is that what you're saying? I do, C but is you average. don't think that a C is the same thing as a 7. I, it is not. A C is a 5 it, out of 10. That's where you're wrong. I don't know where you went to school. But that's well, don't wrong. use numbers. Don't use numbers. You Use the letters. I'd give it a B+. Plus. I'd also I, give it a B+. Plus. Yeah. yeah. B+. Plus, I really kinda, liked... Kind of dumb, but also kind of awesome. As we were talking about uh, what the other critics thought, I was scrolling through Rotten Tomatoes and somebody said that it was a waste of J.K. Simmons. I thought that this was the perfect use of J.K. Simmons. Um, Justice League was a waste of just because he didn't get enough screen time. I mean, I don't know that I think that that amount of screen time does not necessarily mean that the character is or isn't wasted. You might want to see them more. So like, for instance, I want to see Betty Gilpin more in this movie in an action role. Um, I don't know that the amount of time that she was on screen would matter. Yeah. Um, just like with Richard E. Grant, he was able to do a lot just in the episode that he was in. And so for this, I, I think that J.K. Simpson is one of those people that every time he's on screen, he understands what the assignment is. And in this role, I think we nailed it. Um, and getting to have those scenes with Chris Pratt, you understood what that relationship was. And then especially at the end during the alien fight and then getting to see his granddaughter at the end, he fucking killed those scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it meant something. I, I thought it was fucking harsh at the beginning when Chris Pratt said, you'll never see her. And I was like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah. Like he, you he is able to convey those things so much. And I get that you might want to see him more, but I feel like that is besides the point, right? Always leave them wanting more. And I thought that you got enough of him where you, you understood all of those important emotional beats, which is the point. Yeah. Yeah. People are insane. Any last words about edge? I mean, about, Tomorrow War? <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow War. Edge of Tomorrow War. For independence. <laughs> Gender. Go watch it. Yeah. Gender. Especially since it's not going to cost you anything if you have Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's definitely, I think it's probably the, it's definitely the best, like, the best original blockbuster movie they have. It's also the best summer sure movie I've that. seen so far. It just feels like a Fourth of July weekend movie, even though it's set at Christmas. But yeah, really also, wish it was in I theaters. I have to look back. I have to look back to see what we have watched. I feel like this might be the best movie we've watched recently. I think it's <laughs> one of them. But I, nobody. I like, I like Justice one I mentioned. League. I like more. I like Justice League I like more. I think. Nobody. You like this better? Uh, nobody. Damn. I love nobody. Yeah, I was excited like when they announced the sequel to that. I was like, fuck yeah. I think Justice League was a better movie, but I think this is a more fun, easy movie to watch. Yeah. 
Um, I do have a question for you guys. Where do you, so I feel like I think it's pretty obvious where the sequel is going to go, but where do you all think the sequel is going to go? Is it obvious where the sequel is going to go? Well, I feel like it's very much like here are the origins of where these things came from. So we've already got an alien ship. We've already got aliens um, of unknown origin. So not the ones that were attacking us and we'll probably Mm. relate to them somehow. Maybe them going like, all right, well, these guys fucked us over. Where are they out in the world? Can we find them? And can we just can we basically pull in aliens and eradicate the whole species on uh, their planet? Which again, feels like a very American plot line, right? Yeah. <laughs> where are they? Where are they? Let's go kill them all. They've also been yeah, frozen I don't know. for so long. Yeah, so they even had the line where it's like, we don't even know if they were going to Earth. <laughs> yeah, they could have right. just been like passing exactly. over and then crashed, which it sounds like what, yep. what it was. Could be. Anyway. Yeah, that's uh, where I would think that the sequel would go. I think we should close out because I got to get going in the next couple of minutes. So let's do it. Where can people uh, where can people find you, Nick? Um, I'm at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter and I'm here on the podcast and I do Marvel Multiverse Mania? Mayhem? I don't know. We're changing the names. It's not on Mondays anymore. You've been saying that for weeks. Just call it what it is. This this Stick to the name. Well, no, we did. We did decide on what the third M would be. I just forgot. Kyle decided. I can't remember which one of those words Kyle decided, and I completely agreed with him. Oh, okay. What about you, Jonesy? Where can people find you? At Sir Jonesy on Twitter and right here on Breaking Geek Radio Podcast. And you can find me. Uh, you can find any of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. And you can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer. And also, if you're into One Piece, I was on the One Piece podcast for the past two weeks. So check it out and our, our discussion of the most recent chapters. And uh, we answer a lot of questions. So thumbs up. Oh, get on Discord. I'm like been populating the fuck out of it by myself. <laughs> All right. Get on Discord. Get on the, the LRM Online Discord and uh, do get us on social media. Oh, and uh, if you can go to the LRM Online Podcast Network uh, Apple podcast page and give us a five star review and leave us uh, leave us a comment leave us some love because we would uh, you know every every little bit helps and we would like to read it aloud we'd like to read your comments as to why you love specifically Breaking Geek Radio the podcast or I guess Marvel Multiverse <laughs> mm, no, 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 whatever, whatever. you call it some of them yeah um, also the other last pitch that I'll throw out is if you guys are in the Fast and Furious I got a chance to be on the But Why Though podcast and we talked uh, car culture and Fast 9, the entire Fast and Furious franchise, car stunts, the whole gamut. So if you like that, go ahead and check that out. Again, that is the But Why Though podcast. Uh, good time. Cool. All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for joining us today uh, and we will see you all next week when we talk about Probably Black Widow, that's what it was. Yeah, we're talking about we Black know. Widow. <laughs> I, well, we do know. We'll be talking about Black Widow, which Jonesy has already seen. Nope. Anyways. Nope. He didn't get to no, see you it. Seen you it. weren't here for that part. Yeah. So I decided, oh. yeah, I decided not to see it because you guys didn't see it. And uh, there were reasons. The other guy All didn't right, show well, up who had seen it. <laughs> that wraps it up. So hasta lasagna. Okay, Anya. Mission accomplished.
Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 